This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Huge news today. I was sitting having a uh, our normal Tuesday meeting with the uh, the Grand Poobah over in the uh, office with the window. And as we're wrapping up, he goes, hey, the PGA Tour just merged with uh, Liv and the DP World Tour. And I said, come on. No. He goes, no. This is, a, uh, this is right from the PGA Tour's website. Holy cow. Massive news. Brad Fritch. I hate even saying this. I guess former PGA Tour player mm. uh, joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, my friend, I appreciate your time. Thoughts on what I think is a massive, massive announcement. Well, first off, you should never be afraid of the truth, Adam. Former <laughs> Tour players, just fine. Um, <laughs> also, the Canes did get swept, unfortunately. Wow. Um, Dude, why, yeah, why, why are you trying to hurt a guy? I'm just angry today. This bothers me. <laughs> this whole thing bothers me. Okay, tell me um, why it bothers you. So, for the obvious reasons of uh, the PGA Tour commissioner has largely sat on the sidelines this entire time and let players take the bullets, as it were, from mm-hmm. uh, journalists who are just trying to get the story. But it's a it's a contentious issue, and guys like Rory McIlroy for 18 months yep. has, has stood in front and kind of been the face of the PGA Tour, was very, very adamant, very emotional about it. A lot of guys were emotional. Uh, I guarantee you that there are 10 to 20 players who turn down high eight or low nine figure contracts. Yep. And now they're sitting there and not that anyone needs to feel sorry for their financial status, but they're sitting there thinking, well, why did I do that? I spent time defending the tour uh, and, and took a, what I think is a principled stance largely. And, lost out on a lot of money and in the end it looks like i think at the end of 2023 there'll be there'll be guys coming back to the pga tour and the two tours will probably have some sort of cooperative agreement where they play against each other quite a bit and i I think in the end it's just going to be one tour whatever they call it i don't know Uh, but in the end i think there there's going to be a an elite tour of 60 to 70 guys who are Mm -hmm. playing Outside of the majors, probably 10 to 12 events all over the world uh, against each other. And it'll, it's funded by the the PIF, the Saudi, you know, government fund. And and he's now a, a member of the board of this entity, which is, <laughs> geez, watch your back. I mean, like, yeah. uh, it's just the whole thing just boggles my mind. All right, so maybe I'm wrong here, but I saw the story on June 1st. So where was I June 1st? June 1st was, uh, I was off. Uh, That was, I guess, Thursday of last week. Thursday? Something like that. I saw the story, and I thought, huh, that doesn't sound real good if I'm a uh, PGA Tour player, and I know that I'm being sued. Uh, There's an antitrust lawsuit against, against our tour for, you know, conspiracy, you know, conspiring to make it, you know, against a competitor that Endeavor was willing to invest a billion dollars in Live Golf to, uh, for the most part, replace 
the Saudi investment fund, or at least uh, kind of be an addition to the Saudi investment funds uh, funding and backing of this tour. But according to the story, according to the CEO of Endeavor, the PGA Tour, led by Jay Monahan, discouraged them from doing so. I mean, I just I'm not a legal mind, but that just seems like I've exa- done exactly what I have claimed to not be doing, which is actively conspiring against Liv. Right. You pointed it out to me. I remember seeing the story last week. I uh, didn't really give it much thought. Uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting theory. Now this lawsuit, you know, there's two ways to look at it. The, the tour doesn't really want their books open because they're a nonprofit. And I'm sure that there are some things that IRS agents will probably not like, but I don't think the Saudis wanted discovery at all to be, to be had in this, right. in this lawsuit either. So I think that both parties win here in terms of, uh, having this lawsuit dismissed. And yep. I think this whole this whole merger, I think, speaks to the the live tour isn't financially working. No, and can't. the PGA tour definitely has sponsors who are telling the commissioner we can't go any higher. Right, like we we can't have these elevated events and paying twenty million for this purse where twelve months ago it was seven or eight million dollars. Like that's a that's I don't know if you know Adam, but that's almost two hundred percent increase, um, <laughs> and like, that's that's hard to digest if you're on the board of a public company and you're beholden to shareholders. And and yeah. what value, what added value are you getting out of it? Um, because I don't think golf's numbers are particularly good during the actual PGA Tour season. The majors are good, yeah, and those provide value, but outside of that, it's just it's okay. So this whole thing has been, I think, a, a lesson in harsh uh, economics for both tours. Like the the live tour, what are what return are they getting on their investment right now? No, they're they're, they're not getting any if anything. It really is a business model that has no chance of surviving. Uh, and but because the public investment fund at the time that this was born was worth six hundred and twenty trillion dollars, which is of course a number that we can't even fathom. Um, that it didn't matter. It didn't matter if they spent five billion dollars a year. The money just that money just regenerates anyway. It was like spending nothing to them. It was it was monopoly. It was cartoon money, and so they could sustain it. But if they tried to run it like a sustainable business, it had no chance of surviving. And maybe at at some point the Saudis were going to go. Well, we're not just going to th- we're going to light money on fire. Uh, we want this, but we don't want it at the expense of being stupid. So we had to find a business model that works, and now the business model uh, can work. Look at that. I've, is the PGA Tour the biggest loser here, and is the biggest winner the DP World Tour, which gets some players back and maybe gets more of these events? Yeah, I think the DP World Tour is probably the big winner because you know, again, they're doing okay. They're, they do what they do. They have a whole bunch of events over the course of the year all over the world, and their purses, uh, you know, aren't half as high as the PGA Tour, even for the smallest right. PGA Tour event. But, you know, players get by, and they've got 10 cards to go to the PGA Tour, and and, and the good players make a, a pretty decent living, albeit their travel expenses have to be, you know, two or three times that of any player in America. Uh, but I do think they're the big winner here. I, I don't know how it's going to work, but 
in the end, uh, it sounds like the DP World Tour will be getting back those kind of legacy players that you think about when it comes to European tour golf, like the Westwoods Polters, yep. Sergio Garcia's. I think there are so many hard feelings on all sides of this, Adam, though, by, by so many players, the players who left behind hundred, two hundred million dollars, like a I'm sure like Spieth, Thomas, Morikawa, Rom, any yeah. guy like that. And but then guys like Westwood and Poulter and who have been kind of eviscerated over the past year by people in Europe. You know, they're no longer welcome on their tour. Yep. Um same with Sergio. So it, I think on all sides and by all accounts, no players knew about this. Now I think McElroy probably did because he went silent the last couple of weeks. Uh, on this after being so vociferous for so long, he all of a sudden just said, mm, I'm out, no more commenting, I don't know what the future holds. Okay, I, uh, I, I'm more but, I, I'm more naive about it than I think. I just think he was exa- tired of talking about it, and he was also frustrated with his own game. That, that That's very possible, too. Uh, but I think there's a ton of players. I'll give you an insight. I got an email about a minute before an alert came up on my phone. Because uh, I'm still a member of the Corn Ferry Tour under the PGA Tour umbrella. Right. Notice from Commissioner Monahan the letter that you've probably seen on Twitter already. Yeah. Um, so everyone got this about a minute before the news comes, and nobody checks their email probably as much as I do. So a lot of players took to social media saying, "It's nice that I find out about this on Twitter." Uh, I don't think many, if any, players knew about this. It sounds like Greg Norman didn't know about it. Yes. It's good. Conspicuous. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, his name conspicuously absent from any of the release, and I right. think I saw on C-SPAN that the uh, the PIF Saudi Arabian fellow said uh, that that he called Dorman after his interview on C-SPAN. So <laughs> I think um, I think all around this was this was very secret, very hush hush. I don't mind that part of it because the golf world is horrible at keeping secrets. Yeah. Got, Players who know media members, they'll they'll text them, they'll they'll eat, they'll forward emails right away to the to the media member. So it, nothing's ever kept secret in the golf world. And this one, I, this might have been between legitimately two people, uh, Jay Monahan and I don't know the guy's name. I'm sorry, I think his name's Yasir. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, yeah, Al Ramayan. Yeah. Uh, yes, I I 100% agree. And by the way, um, I do expect Greg Norman to be out of any future structure of this tour. And if I'm Greg Norman, I'm a winner too. Because ultimately, I got I didn't get exactly what I set out to do, but I got pretty much the the you know the the meaning of what I set out to do, which is what he set out to do almost thirty years ago, which was to create a super tour, if you will, the Champions League of international soccer, of European soccer. That's what he set out to do, was to really diminish the PGA Tour as an entity and create something of his own. And that's kind of what's about to happen if they carry it through to that. And if Greg Norman doesn't have to be a part of it, he can still sit back on his couch with his feet up and his own billions and go, I did what I set out to do. 
Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I think that's that's largely correct. I would I, I would wonder how far across the world they're going to go with these events because there's a lot of American players who really enjoy the comforts of you know West Palm and <laughs> Florida and and you know a three or four hour flight out right. to the West Coast instead of a fifteen to seventeen hour day over to wherever it is Singapore where they played or or a nineteen hour flight to Melbourne Australia something like that that's yeah that's, you know guys play the PGA Tour for a reason so I I wonder how that's going to work as well I'm sure some guys will, will love it. Uh, but uh, but I would bet that a lot of American players who are somewhat insular, um, they would just appreciate having, you know, a Chick-fil-A around the corner every week. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> yes, it is the comforts of home. Uh, but uh, you know, we don't have Chick-fil-A's yet in Melbourne? Come on, we got to have a Chick-fil-A in Melbourne. I, I very much doubt it, Adam. Oh, man. Got one coming to, got one coming to Ottawa pretty soon, Did I've you- heard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're the man. Brad Fritch, a, uh, still a current member of the Corn Ferry Tour because he gets the emails. Uh, appreciate your time, my friend. Hey, I tried to qualify for the Canadian Open on Sunday. It was a Sunday qualifier. Oh. And, and in retrospect, I really wish I had it qualified not to play in my National Open, but just to see the players meeting tonight. Oh, uh, my. Fantastic. Gosh. Oh. Rory McIlroy, this is, by the way, we're coming up, and I know we have to go, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary from when he won the Canadian Open and stuffed it in Greg Norman's face. That's right. Oh, my gosh, Rory, God, bless him. Uh, All right, Brad, I appreciate your time, man. Okay, take care, Adam. You got it, Brad Fritch.